raise a spoon to Grandma, who always took all the hungry cousins to McDonald's for McNuggets and the Play Play Slide. Have something sweet in her honor. Come to McDonald's and treat yourself to the Grandma McFlurry today. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. And participate in McDonald's for a limited time. You're listening to The Hammer and Nigel Show. Tommy Lahren is no stranger to controversy. I have a question for the self-righteous Hollywood liberal. Fox News contributor Tommy Lahren. Tommy Lahren. Tommy Lahren. Joining us right now, Tommy Lahren. Tommy Lahren. Please welcome Tommy Lahren. It's this country, the country that you have so much disdain for that allows you the right to speak your mind. It protects your right to be a whiny, indulgent, attention-seeking crybaby. My name is Nigel. Jason Hammer right over there with a very special guest on the hotline. She is the host of Tommy Lahren is Fearless on OutKick. You can also find her as a contributor on Fox News. Tommy Lahren joins us. Tommy, we had booked you on this show to talk about your former governor, Greasy Gavin, and his shadow campaign, and, you know, maybe your thoughts on that ridiculous debate the other night, but, hell, it's been a wild 24 hours with the Speaker of the House and all that drama in D.C. I'm just curious, what did you think about everything going on yesterday? Well, i got to be honest with you. It's hard for me when I see the theatrics, and, and I don't, It's not because I think Kevin McCarthy is the greatest speaker, and I'm not a Kevin McCarthy apologist, but it's frustrating to me when I feel like we have certain members of our Republican Party who want to blow things up, not for the sake of the country necessarily, but just for the sake of getting attention or social media followers. And I don't dislike Matt Gates's policies. I think he's a very smart guy. I think that he loves the country. But, you know, I think we can all agree that he also loves him to Matt Gates and he likes <laughs> to see himself in light. And that's frustrating to me. When you're going to blow things up and you're going to make, you know, a big disruption, you have to have a fallback plan. And now they're saying, you know, how long could this take until we figure out what we're doing? Meanwhile, the American people are looking at Republicans thinking, wow, they can't even manage their own house. How the heck are they going to manage the country? So that is my biggest concern. And we were on the air yesterday when all of this was taking place, the vote and the debate and everything else. And I had the same thoughts, Tommy. I really did. I thought, man, they're doing this. They don't have a fallback plan. You know what's going on. But then today I kind of hear that Jim Jordan has thrown his name into the mix. And I feel like and maybe I'm wrong, but I, I don't know. I feel like that's the type of guy that could get through the process relatively quickly. A lot of people wanted him to be the guy last time around. And who knows, maybe this whole thing won't be as bad as we think it is. Does that make sense? It does. And Jim Jordan is also one of my favorites. I wanted him to be our speaker all along. You know, initially he didn't want it. So now him coming around to the idea, I think he understands how powerful he is and how well-liked he is. You know, he has been an, an executor. You know, he gets things done with the Biden investigation. He is the one that's been on the forefront of holding big tech accountable, holding the Bidens accountable in every way that he can. I'm a big Jim Jordan fan, so I would love to see him as our speaker. But on the other side of it, when is the last time we had a Republican speaker that didn't get absolutely just ripped to shreds? We have all these people that, you know, we kind of like and then they become speakers and then all of a sudden they can't make anybody happy and they are just 
thrown to the wolves. So I worry about that for Jim Jordan because there is a certain segment of, you know, the Republican Party that expects perfection and they maybe don't have a realistic grasp on what it takes to be in that position and the negotiations and the compromise that has to happen. We don't have enough of a majority in the House to throw our weight around. But people like Matt Gates and others think that that's the case. And that's where I'm a little concerned. I don't want to see Jim Jordan railroaded if he is in that position, because I I understand what a difficult position he would be in. And I don't want to see him be Kevin McCarthy, if that makes sense. Yeah, it doesn't seem like a very fun position. It's a powerful position, but it just doesn't seem like one. And I understand why he didn't want it the first time around. Maybe this time could be different. Tommy Lahren is our guest. Does it seem big picture? The difference between Democrats and Republicans is the cohesive um, unity. Um, I, I feel like the Democrats are unified. They're one unified front, and the Republicans are fractured right now. And it just seems like a big problem heading into the uh, 2024 election. I talked about this on my show today, but here's the deal. Most average Americans don't care who the Speaker of the House right. is. Yep. Uh, I know we care. We talk about politics. We we care about this stuff. And, and in D.C., it's a big deal. But your average American out there, I could go talk to 10 people at the grocery store here in Nashville, Tennessee right now and ask them if they were worried about who was going to be the Speaker of the House. And they would look at me <laughs> with blank stares. They would not care. What they would care about, though, is when they go to the checkout line and they see how expensive their grocery are they care about that so this is what worries me we get so into the like the minutiae of oh the speaker and we have to have a purist and a mega and all this but what are we doing to show the american people that we can govern for them that is my biggest concern here disconnect tommy laren with us here on the hammer and nigel show so let's go back about a week or so ago tommy i just finished watching whatever that was that debate between the also rands on the stage and then afterwards i see your former governor gavin newsom old greasy gavin (laughs) walking around he's working the room he's got that smile on his face this guy is running for president right Oh, I've been saying it for months now. I I firmly believe he's going to be the Democrat nominee. And, you know, he does work a room, though. And that is what I have talked to you guys about this before. It would be great if we could underestimate Gavin Newsom and say, oh, you know, nobody will ever elect something like a radical California governor to be the president of the United States. But, no, again, be worried because this man knows how to work a room. He knows how to work a talking point. So I'm concerned, and I'm concerned if he is the Democrat nominee. Right now, you've got Donald Trump maybe just a little bit ahead of Joe Biden in the national polls, and Joe Biden can barely function. What happens when you get a fully functional Mm. demon like Gavin Newsom? I'm worried. I'm very worried. What do you think about this uh, upcoming debate with uh, Gavin Newsom and uh, Ron DeSantis? Just your overall thoughts on that. Well, I think it's an opportunity for Ron DeSantis. Now, it's not going to be easy because Gavin Newsom, he lies with the best of them. Oh, and yeah. He makes his lies sound so good. So it's going to be up to Ron DeSantis to hold him accountable. I don't think Ron DeSantis is going to come off as smooth as Gavin Newsom. But I do think this is an opportunity for Ron DeSantis to show that he's a fighter, that he goes out and he gets in the arena. You know, they always talk about Donald Trump getting into the arena. But I don't know about you guys. I've been really disappointed in Donald Trump for the last year because I don't think he's been in the arena. I think he's been in his own arena, but he's not gotten in the arena and he hasn't felt like he needs to answer to the American people or or his own party. I get it. He doesn't want to debate. He thinks he's above it all. 
But this is an opportunity for Ron DeSantis to say, not only do I get in the ring, I get in the ring with whoever, wherever, anytime, any place, and I will go to bat, even when it might not be a fair fight. I want to see it from Ron DeSantis, and I think this is an opportunity for him to maybe close a little bit of that gap in the, in the primary. Why do you think DeSantis's campaign hasn't really ignited and, you know, resonated with people? Because a lot of people that have called our show, Tommy, and people that tweet at us and all these things, they kind of say the same thing. Donald Trump, he's got the personality. Ron DeSantis would be the best behind the desk at legislation. Do you buy that? And if you do, why hasn't he resonated with more people? Well, here's the problem. Donald Trump has been the leader of this party, and he has created a movement for this party. He has resurrected this party from the days of Mitt Romney and John McCain. So that's why we love him. But part of that also is that he comes with a base and a following that has gone, some, in some cases, rabid. And they've attacked Ron DeSantis out the gate even before he announced they were attacking him. So they started laying in the punches and the digs and kind of trying to mar and taint this guy for so long now that the, he has had to just scrape and fight because he's been battling the, the mega of it all. So that's why I think you haven't seen those poll numbers close nationally. But I'm very curious to see state by state how this goes, because I'm telling you, I don't think Trump is as far ahead in Iowa as it appears because Ron DeSantis has been the one there doing the work. So I think when people actually get out to vote, not the people that are on Twitter, but the people that are actually going to go out to vote, I think you might see the gap close a little bit. And I think you might even see Ron DeSantis take Iowa. Tommy, last thing here before we let you go. I know you have been one of the constant folks that have been telling the truth about the border. Even when the story would fall out of the news cycle, you have been talking about the situation at the border. And now we're seeing numbers there that rival what happened when Title 42 went away. So, again, what are your thoughts on what you see happening at the southern border and the response or lack thereof from the White House? I mean, these people are just bum rushing at this point. They're video after video after video. And, you know, I was actually talking to my team today. It's like, I want to talk about the border every day because I think it's that important. But you get to a point, it's like, what else can you say? I mean, we're being invaded and nobody's doing anything about it. So it's it's very, very frustrating to see this just happen and just watch us watch it happen. And it's like, yeah, you know, these people are taking advantage of us. They're coming into our cities. They're taking hotel rooms. They're taking, you know, in some cases, taking up space for our, our disabled and homeless veterans. And we just sit back and go, yeah, well, I guess that's the situation. It's so frustrating, but I'll tell you this, even more than what's happening at the border, just wait and watch in the next few months what's going to happen in places like New York City and Chicago when you've got all these young single men, illegal immigrants, just meandering, loitering about. Pretty soon they're going to get in, in, in tandem with our already existing gangs and criminal organizations that are already ravaging the cities, and they're going to start working together, and it's going to be an absolute onslaught. So beware. It's about to go down, and it's going to be irreversible in a lot of places. What is coming up on Tommy Laren is Fearless on OutKick? Well, tonight at 7 p.m. Eastern, um, besides all of the talk about what's going on and, you know, the House of Representatives, I think another really important story that needs to be discussed is the absolute sabotage of Trevor Bauer, you know, the former MLB Dodgers pitcher who was lied about, slandered by this 
gold digger. Um, I mean, him putting out that video with these text messages, her talking about getting the 51 million and her next victim, and she's got to get choked out. I'm talking to Michelle Tafoya, of course, you know, legendary sideline reporter. I'm talking to her about that tonight, and I think it's a conversation that needs to be had. Absolutely, 100%. Tommy, you're the best. Thank you so much for joining us. Oh, thank you, guys. I appreciate it. Raise a spoon to Grandma, who always took all the hungry cousins to McDonald's for McNuggets and the Play Play Slide. Have something sweet in her honor. Come to McDonald's and treat yourself to the Grandma McFlurry today. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. And participate in McDonald's for a limited time.